countdown. One, two, three, four, five. Hi. <laughs> no, wait. Cut. Hi. Welcome to another episode of the MSL podcast. This is your host, Mark Yanuselli. And this is Amalia Wampa. And we're recording on Tuesday, May 3rd. So. Uh, the reason I'm saying when we're recording is because we just witnessed, well, I just witnessed the Liverpool game. Amazing game. Liverpool beat Villarreal 3-2 on, on the second leg of the Champions League semifinal. 5-2 on aggregate. Really, really good game. Two-sided. First half was really all Villarreal. Second half was Liverpool. And, yeah, we're going to dive deep into some, like, recap over sports over the past couple of days. And then... We're going to talk about uh, Amalia's topic for the day. It's a surprise, although <laughs> you're going to see it, also going to see it on the title. Yeah. And then we have some, some advice for you. Yeah, uh, as much advice that we can give being freshmen. Yeah, I'm almost 20, but I've lived a fair few experiences. <laughs> Not really tragic ones yet, uh, really happy ones. And some like outside my comfort zone stuff, but that's for later. Mm-hmm. So... Real Madrid just won the league this weekend. They beat um, every other team in the league for the title, but it was a very, very solid season from them. Very good defensive record, the best defense in the league. And, yeah, they took the title from Atletico Madrid, who won it last year, and Benzema having one of the best seasons uh, any striker has ever had in La Liga in terms of contributing to the team, both in goals and assists. And... Yeah, the Premier League is looking it's like it's going to go to the last day. Liverpool versus Manchester City being the rivalry. And Everton are still alive. They got a chance to survive the relegation by beating Chelsea 1-0 this weekend. And let's see how it goes. Some ma- match days left already, but we're still seeing who's going to get relegated. Hopefully Everton gets relegated uh, because I don't want to see like Burnley get relegated that's just personal what does relegated mean and relegated they go back to the second division oh. yeah and then fulham and Burnmouth, they're confirmed to go up and then third place of the championship along with the fourth and the fifth and the sixth they're going to go into like a playoffs like two semifinals and a final to see who goes to the first division it's very interesting it's not what happens in america but it's it's very cool so i'm assuming you're on the side of the winning team, uh, since you seem so excited about what happened. Well, it's it's always like interesting whoever gets relegated because it's it's like the big question. Um, there's always a relegation battle, and there's almost like six teams in it most of the time. Mm-hmm. So it's three go down, and three go up, and it's, it's very cool because in the second division you never get the same winner. So what's after? Once you're relegated, what happens after that? You go to the second division, and then you play a, a season that's more games. It's 23 home and 23 away, so 46 games. Hmm. And then if you're top two, you get automatically promoted again. Wait, so, 46 games? Yeah. Over how long a time period? It's, it's uh, like 10 months. Jeez. Okay. So you only see like a conclusion after 10 months for each team? Like, you have to wait that long of a time? Yeah, that's that's how long you got to stay in the second division mm-hmm. if you get relegated. Yeah, okay. And then you see, like, yo-yo clubs, like Fulham, that go down, and then they go up the next year, and then go down, and then go up. 
which like definitely shows that they're not good enough for the first division, but they're too good for the second. Oh, okay. And hmm. yeah, in Italy, there's also like the relegation race. Salernitana, they were like dead last. They seemed like they had no hope, and now they're um, just. I think it's one point behind seventeenth in Italy. They're eighteenth, and they make they're making a comeback. It's it's very interesting, hmm. and yeah, it's between Milan and Inter for the title. Um, Milan's winning by, I think it's, no, it's actually two points. They're winning by two points, and yeah, it's almost down to the wire. And Germany, the news is that Thomas Muller just renewed his contract. So Thomas Muller, my favorite player, um, renewed with Bayern for one more year than he had already previously. So it's till 2024. Mm -hmm. He's been at Bayern his whole life since he was like 10 years old in the academy. And what was cool was his announcement video. It was actually, they recreated his um, room from when he was, like his bedroom when he was little. Really? And he has like a picture with a Bayern shirt, like when he he was little, with all the posters of the players around. So they recreated it. And then he took a picture there, like to Whoa. announce his contract. So it was really cool. That's So like the, these parents, like they just put these kids into like, so there's an academy for each of these professional teams. And then they recruit yeah. from the, but they can't. They can recruit from outside the team too, right? Yeah, but um, during the academy years, like you're basically forming them into the ideology of your team. So, um, it's depends on the country and the academy. But Barcelona has like boarding schools. You go there as a kid. You're like eight or nine. You're playing there every, all the time. Yeah. That becomes your life, and that's what it takes to be a professional. Um, you, they spot talented guys that are like six years old, and then they develop them into great athletes and great players and hopefully great people, although not all the time. Um, <laughs> but it, it's really cool just seeing a player like make it at one club and stay there and be loyal. Right. In a world like where he could have earned so much more money if he left Byron for Manchester United in 2016, but he, he rejected the offer. Hmm. So that yeah, was great. And then France, PSG drew again. As we were saying, like last week, we talked about PSG. Right. And yeah, now it's it seems like like the issues are are being drawn again. And I mean, it's it's good for the neutrals to see the drama there because they just spend so much money that they make the league very unfair. And um, now transferring to basketball, uh, the Bucks beat the Celtics in Game One. Many of the objective people, the neutrals, would say it was expected. But here in UMass, many were hoping the Celtics would win. Wait, at UMass, like, what do you think the overwhelming fan base is? Oh, Celtics. Boston okay, really? Celtics, yeah. I, okay, I definitely heard that before. Is it just because it's in Boston, or is it, like, yeah. any other region? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Boston, and it's, like, the, the closest you have as an NBA team. Oh. And then um, the Miami Heat beat the uh, the 76ers in the first game, so shout-out to Sam Saverstein, our local president, and also a 76ers fan. <laughs> Um, he said that Miami didn't have a good fan base, but Miami won. Hopefully they win the, the whole thing. If not, it's going to be very embarrassing for me because you, I just made fun of Sam. Are you a fan of Miami Heat? I live in, in, in Florida. I know, so that's it, it's, it's like, I live there, so I got to like cheer for them. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm not crazy for basketball, though. Yeah. Um, then I'm looking forward to Formula One this weekend, the first ever Formula One Grand Prix in Miami. Uh, Ferrari looking strong. That's good for me. I, I'm a Ferrari fan. Uh, like I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, gonna, I'm a Ferrari fan. I don't like Lewis Hamilton. 
as a person. He's a great um, athlete and, and racer, objectively speaking, but it's just fun to see him not do that good. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, after after that. being so dominating. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm looking forward to that race. It's going to be cra- like a, an amazing environment. They're bringing a bunch of celebrities to be there on, on the paddock club like with the best seats. So it's, it's a great event. So for the Miami Heat, right? No, that's for the Miami Grand Prix for, for Formula One. So is because I heard that, the I think we talked about this last week or the week before that, but the Miami Heat, it was kind of more of like an entertainer yeah. game. So is the Grand Prix different or is it? Well, the Grand Prix is Formula One, it's racing. Right. It's, it's, it's like, it's, it's going to be like an entertaining, like, um, center point of, of, of like the looking at the season, the Formula One season, because it's Miami is like the, the the point of the point of like emerging cultures between Latin America and the U.S. There's so many celebrities there. It's like a key city in terms of the economy of Florida, mm-hmm. and then you're bringing like the biggest racing event in the world, like a Formula One race, and right. it's fun. It's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be interesting, and let's hope for a really interesting race, no crashes, no accidents, and good strategies from both teams, like mm. from Red Bull and Ferrari, who seem to be the ones racing against each other in the championship. Although Mercedes is like behind them, they're consistently um, mediocre. Yeah. But, um, no, it's been, Mercedes <laughs> won like for, for a couple of seasons in a row for almost like a decade. Right. They were so good. They were so much better than every, every other car, but now, you just see the Mercedes engines is like no match for the Ferrari one. So do you feel satisfaction seeing that? Like how you said earlier? Oh yeah. It? Because okay. it was like almost a decade without seeing like a solid Ferrari engine, a solid Ferrari team. So it's, it's it, it feels great just to see like some Italian thing doing good because mm-hmm. my family's Italian and you know, right. Italy not going to the World Roots. Cup, very, very depressing. Uh, if I'm depressed, you should <laughs> see my grandpa. He's He's <laughs> devastated by this. Um, although he's been saying like uh, Italy's not the same as before, he's always like uh, having that that like mindset that Italy was so much better before, which is true. Yeah. But I think every every grandparent holds that belief about like their country. And yeah, they country. do. They do. But so. Italy was so much better. But back I'm, in the yeah, day. I'm sure there's truth <laughs> to it too. So. Um, but yeah, something Italian's doing good, and that's that's that puts a smile on my face. Wait, is this is where did you say that you were going this weekend? Yeah. To Miami, so, but like it was not like a match or game you were going to. It's for for yeah, this okay. Formula One race. Yeah, I, I was like, felt familiar. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna be there. You got front row seats? No, not front row seats. I, I got seats though. That's that's lucky. They were <laughs> they were like imp- uh, they were sold out by presale. So. Really? Yeah. Jeez. So shout out to my neighbors who helped my dad <laughs> like find find the tickets. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be great. Um. And now we're we're actually gonna transition to the main topic we're gonna talk to, about today. Like, it's something that's not mainstream sports, but it's a sport nevertheless. Um, Molly's gonna introduce it, and she's gonna be the expert today. All right, I would call myself an expert, but um, we'll go with what I have. So I really want to talk about esports because I'm super interested in that. Not only because my brother, I mean, I played video games since I was like, you know, using computers. And my parents would be like, oh, it's such a waste of time, like, you know, just do something productive. But um, 
I don't listen to them, and I still play video games, and I love seeing these kids now doing the same thing and actually getting, like, monetary results and just, you know, just fun out of it, and not only fun, but recognition for what they're doing. So with esports on the rise, especially after the pandemic, kids as young as seven years old are gaining contracts with major gaming companies, and teens as young as 15 are winning millions of dollars from single championships. And I think not only is that crazy just for esports, but for any sport in general for you to win that much money, especially at that age, on one championship is kind of an exceptional thing. Uh, although some people may criticize esports athletes, I personally really do see the talent and hard work it takes to be at a pro gaming level, even though the means of getting there aren't as traditionally physical as mainstream sports. So I was asking you, Marco, do you consider esports a sport? Well, I mean, if people consider chess a sport, why right. wouldn't esports be a sport? <laughs> That's but, true. Um, esports, um, what well, it says it in the name, is a sport. Um, it's a com- it's competitive. It fits that that like check mark, and there's money in it. So why not call it a sport? Sport is like an industry, and if you can make it's money out of esports, it's yeah, it's I good. Agree. And I was reading the other day. I was uh, on Twitter. Mm. saw this thing about a kid who was paying for his dad's cancer treatment by Twitch streaming online. And wow. I was just surprised. I was like, wow, that's that's amazing. That's like a feel good yeah. story. He's streaming more than 10 hours per week to pay for his dad's treatment. And wow. I mean, it's opened the door to so many people that didn't have any revenue to have like a, a revenue for something they enjoy doing. Yeah. And like like older generations, they, they, they see it as like, well, it's less effort than, than other sports. It's less physical effort, is, but it's still an effort, and mm-hmm. still, like, being one of the best at anything, it's, it's hard, especially when so many people play video games. Yeah, if you think about it, like, pretty much, you know, the entire male population plays it, so, um, pretty impressive. Um, so what video games did you play? <laughs> I think the amount of hours I've spent playing Minecraft is criminal, like, I think it was, like, oh my god. I mean, it was every day after school for, like, three hours. It was insane. I, I would wake up and play it, like, go to sleep, play Like, I, I, I breathed Minecraft. So, so, do you still, like, have some, like, pictures or something of what you built? Some, some <laughs> videos, like, I, I'm curious, like, what did you build? Like, did you build some really cool buildings? Um, yeah, it wasn't about the building, it was about the survival aspect. Uh, like, I mean... I would just go like 1v1 on people on servers. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna put this, I'm not gonna lie, but this is one of my biggest flexes that I've ever gotten in life. Like, this is a great achievement for me. I was at one point when I was 10 years old, a moderator on a Minecraft server, which is pretty impressive considering like I didn't even know how to like speak. I was like 10 and I was like, Wait, you didn't learn to speak until you were 10? Speak to like people. Oh. Like, you know, I, I was a little kid, I was shy. But on Minecraft, that was like whoever I wanted to be. Like I was like, I think I had a guy skin too. I like, had I was a fake identity, but I was a moderator. So this is gonna oh. happen in the metaverse at some point. Um, yes. Amalia is gonna be one of the moderators of the metaverse. Well, manager, one could say. That's why we're here. Esport management is that gonna be a new major here at, at Eisenberg? I don't know. Like, if if the Eisenbros agree about it, we could make one. Well, I don't think Eisenbros will ever agree on much except for the grind. And the business is the best career out there. Sport management is the best business <laughs> career out there. So we're actually in oh the gosh. in the in the best career right now. We're living the dream, aren't we? Are you? Sh- uh, is this ironic? Or no, no, no. It's, it's not being sarcastic. No, no, no. We're actually living the dream. Like college years are so good. 
my in terms goodness. of like we can make so many mistakes and, and and learn from them without being like with the real world consequences of like business i guess so like we're gonna talk about that later like about risk taking yeah. but anyway um yeah. continuing with esports with such a new mainstream type of sport emerging out of the blue companies contractors and athletes are having to dive into unprecedented waters when it comes to guidelines, venues, and managing these competitions. Recently, however, it's been stated by multiple esports athletes that they feel as though they're being taken advantage of by the newness of the industry, especially the younger athletes. As you can imagine, I'm sure many athletes get very impressed by the offers they're getting, and they don't look, they don't read the fine print when it comes to what they're being offered, and that can lead them with little monetary value and a lot of problems in the future for them. Basically, through my research, esports athletes report contractors and managers giving only a few hours for them to decide on lackluster offers that don't pay well, and they have little consistency or guarantees for the athlete's future, which if you take that time frame and apply it to any other sport, I'm sure like no one would give an MLB baseball player or potential MLB baseball player only a few hours to decide on a major life decision. I feel like that's just naive and just not right um oh i I can see some malice in that like trying to take advantage yeah or like you see so much potential in this person and and they're like oh yeah this is going to be seem like a first good contract for them it's Mm -hmm. actually going to be a long-term one and we know that by like in in two years he's going to be like trending and he's going to be one of the best in 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 the video game world but then he's going to be tied to this contract that like caps his his earnings at some yeah. point and helps the company earn more so yeah i think and, and the, it's so it's so new that it's not like an area of expertise for lawyers and for people drafting the contracts so yeah no one knows how to deal with it and like i don't even know i was thinking what do you think should put esport player or who do you think should put esport player rights in action because should it be the gaming companies like you were saying should it be lawyers like will there have to be full esports lawyers like this is going to be a whole new industry and i feel like it's just in the baby steps right now uh, so maybe they could unionize who knows yeah that's or, or true. do something similar to like a union like maybe agree on certain ter- like terms in general of mm-hmm. what they want and they stand by their their like collective decision they're like you know what as, as like all these uh, esports athletes they just decide like you know what we're gonna take we're going to demand at least um, like a week of, of time to make a decision and we're mm-hmm. all going to have that in like our terms and if everybody agrees to that then they're not going to get anybody yeah so it would be make like a joint decision to to stand up for themselves I don't think that anybody's going to stand up for them yeah no especially with the controversy of like oh it's not a real sport like yeah. they're going to have to do it for themselves but I think especially with the platforms they have on Twitch and YouTube and everywhere like they can make that pretty like, they can make that happen quick. Um, and I, I guess this is probably, like, the pioneers in the industry. Yeah. Like, right now, we're, we're just seeing a lot of people being taken advantage of. But then agents are going to come in. There's probably going to be people who, who, like, go through Eisenberg <laughs> through, like, an agency uh, major. Like, well, sport management major, like, with an agency focus. Yeah. Sport law. And then they try to employ that in the esports world because there's an opportunity there for growth right. there's a niche that they could like make the most of and make money out of so it's yeah. it, it sounds really cool for for somebody getting into the industry and just finding like somewhere to to actually make it there and be one of the first because 
you would have an advantage over everybody else. Yeah, and there's also when you think about the facilities and the venues that these places or that esports competitions are held at. I, I'm I was brainstorming like how you would even manage a facility. Like I was thinking, like you have to really I don't know. I was thinking how they run it, and you have to import all the different computers and line it up. And I think that would be like I would be an esports facilities manager. Like I. I would be down for that. Yeah, but over like the past two episodes, you've had so many career prospects I, that okay. I mean, you're gonna be a jack of all trades. You're gonna be doing a little bit of everything, and I support that. Thanks. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's just what being in college is about, I guess. I'll look back at this and see what comes true. I mean, it could. Who knows? I mean, you could do both. This could be your side job after you're doing something else. Yeah. Or side vice job versa. In or you could be like a climbing. Uh, manager like gym manager oh yeah then, that's a given yeah and so, then do the the other the esports on the side yeah i don't know if you could do that like on the side i i feel like you have to to actually like break into the business i feel like you have to already be really well known because like not just any gamer can pop up and be like oh like i'm an esports facilities manager like it's gonna be interesting to see who like makes it to the top and who how cutthroat it gets really yeah and, and when the i think that the the key is going to be when there's more money in the industry. Yeah. Like when there's much more sponsorship money and... That's true. There's going to there's gonna be a requirement for agents there. And right. that's that's something up and coming. So if anybody's listening and he, they're like, whoa, that idea sounds good. Like, take the idea <laughs> and, and, and make it something. Like, produce an end product out of it. And, and you could end up, I don't know, having a career in esports as one of the pioneers of the industry. So Yeah. And now we, we want to actually, like, transition right now to something that's not sports-related. This is going to be, like, our last episode in, in person for a while because we're going back home at college. Our semester is ending. So this is, like, after one year of college, our freshman year is over, and right. we've learned a lot. We've had so much character development. Um, <laughs> I definitely think that Too I'm a better character. person. I think I'm a better person than I was at the beginning of the of the semester of the year actually. Yeah. I because so since I learned so much like at home from my parents, but now you're you're actually put into a world that's I don't know, you got to do everything for yourself. Mm -hmm. Almost everything. Like you, you actually don't have to cook here at UMass because yeah. we're number one in dining in the country. <laughs> but um there's so much decisions you got to make. There's so much like more power and with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> like Spider-Man's uncle said. And yeah, so during this first year, I I feel like I came to appreciate so much what my family gave me, like in terms of like the support and just being with them, it was so good. Like I missed them. And so like we're, we're trying to make this segment for people going into college next year or they want to get some knowledge from, from kids in college, so. Um, and Molly and I, we were, we're neighbors, luckily, like we, yeah. we were neighbors, uh, and well, neighbors here at UMass actually, like in the same dorm, yeah. same building, same floor. It was, it was great. That's and, funny. um, an eventful year in terms of like our floor, but it, like we're still alive and it's great. Yeah. And just comes to show, like, I probably never would have come up to Marco on the street and be like, oh, like, Hey, you know, but since we we're both put in this situation of, oh, like, we kind of have to, you know, we were kind of both, we're both from out of state. Out, he's from much farther away in Florida. I'm from New York. But I feel like both of us are really just put in this hall specifically 
and we just said yes to meeting other people and then that led us to each other and you see what happens from there so I guess just my word of advice is um first week maybe just leave your door open and um except if you're in the end of the hall I'm in the end of the hall I left my door open (laughs) didn't get a single soul wandering around (laughs) yeah well if you're in the middle like I was um leave your door open uh not at weird times like when you're doing stuff weird obviously but it just metaphorically and literally like don't stay in your room for long amounts of time those first few weeks like you want to really get out there because um those first few weeks are going to be the most important in terms of who you be friends with but it's also not the ending point a lot of people are like oh you know people are no longer going to want to be friends but i have much more friends i think i had two friends three friends maybe by the and end one of was September. your roommate right yeah one was same my here, roommate same here, same here. and then as the year progressed like i you know kind of just found all these groups and people that i i mean but then in september i was like oh my god i have no friends like i i i'm in college and i somehow have no friends but don't be discouraged by that because it's not all going to come together in the first month um so just be patient and still give in effort but also let people come to you and be open to those people so and um like it's amazing how you can make friendships out of stuff you like or interactions you never thought you were going to make friends out of um and like you gotta just be open to have a conversation with anybody just like you're in the hallway and have like a long chat with somebody in the hallway yeah and like hallway chats it's it's so productive there you you actually get to meet the person genuinely um yeah just just honestly you just be a good person and and if Mm. you you stand by your values you're a good person you're gonna attract people like you and and throughout your college experience because you're gonna meet them there's so many people in college Mm-hmm. And once you meet them, you're, you're actually going to see that you're actually similar. And then just take like a leap of faith in that relationship. Just yeah, start investing time into relationships. And if they're a good relationship, they're going to reciprocate. So Yeah, and uh, that's pretty true. Also, I was thinking, don't... How can I put this? If you find a friend and they're really not the best friend don't feel pressure to keep them just because you think like oh i'm in college like i have to talk to everyone sure that's true per se like you want to be open but if someone's not fitting your puzzle piece like don't feel pressure to stay with them because i mean college is made for making friends and also seeing what friends don't work out for you and relationships that comes with relationships too so don't feel pressure to keep things when they're not right. And honestly, like the best advice that I, like I've gotten from YouTube, <laughs> I, I listen to to a bunch of pep talks on YouTube, and like hang out with people that you see yourself in, like, right. or or that you want to become, like people that are probably better than you in so many ways that you admire. Yeah. And then when you do that, you're gonna absorb some of the habits. So like, if you hang out with a group of people that are very entrepreneurial, who are very determined, who are very focused, and at the end, you're going to be adopting a lot of their traits, a lot of their good habits. And mm-hmm. it's great to, you know, to, to have... And you can have different groups of friends. If you like going out and, and partying, you can have your friends for partying and then your friends mm-hmm. from your career and then, like, friends from d- different friend groups. I have friends with whom I, I play soccer. I have friends in the hall, in the hall of my, my dormitory and I have friends uh, that I love getting, uh, like, food with. And then there's, like, different friend groups and then... I mean, you actually feel like after probably like three months, you start like seeing some some of the 
like seeds sprouting and then mm-hmm. after like one year later like retrospectively like those those friendships didn't start like from one day to another they they yeah. took time to develop and then don't judge yourself or don't set like standards like by two months i gotta have this, this many friends or by yeah. two months i gotta have like a f- stable friend group exactly. no just honestly um don't stress too much about it like do do the best you can to be the most friendly person to be the mm-hmm. most lovable person out there but the rest is out of your control you cannot control that so you might as well focus on what you can do and the rest leave it up to leave it up to life and i mean also like read yeah like I, i'm facts. not much of a reader but I, I like i started listening to audiobooks a lot more often and um some recommendations definitely the alchemist by paulo coelho um the little prince like i I read it when i was little and now i, I like i listen to it again and it's so significant because before it was just i just took it for its literal meaning and then now for its like mm-hmm. metaphoric meaning which i'm not going to say because then it would be like spoiler alert <laughs> um but it's like a 10 page book <laughs> it's it's like it's it took me like one hour to to, to listen to it it's really good it's really good oh my god and um yeah amali is a is a reader that reads for pleasure and for fun so i admire that <laughs> thanks what do you recommend um honestly i read a lot of disturbing literature but i would recommend american psycho to those who want to or just watch the movie I, no you can read the book first come on the golden rule the golden rule yeah read the book no way i was gonna read all harry potter books okay, i just watched it, the it, exception is harry potter or lord of the rings but like any other book no actually read lord of the rings it's really good but watch the movies first then you, you, you know if you like it, yeah. Why would you read the watch the movies before read the book? That's even worse. Reading the book is like, I don't know, like 50 hours. Yeah, but like, I, I feel like you watch Lord of the Rings once, you never have to do anything with it ever again. Like, no, to no, read it, because to watch it. I'm, I'm actually listening to, to it right now, an audiobook, almost finished it, finishing it, so it's a really long book, but you, there's so much more that, that was kept out of the movies because the book is so long, so... Okay. Yeah. So we re- both of us recommend reading. Yes. Um, apparently, like eight out of ten dentists re- uh, recommend re- reading too. So, what? Uh, you should read. Uh, and the other thing is, get involved in clubs. Um, you're gonna meet mm-hmm. great people there. People that share your focus. Um, Amalia, um, she's part of a climbing club and then part of mm-hmm. a sport management club. You can be in two clubs at the same time and, and meet two different groups of people and. Yeah. It works so good. It it's you can see the 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 results and people who who join a club they're generally more more involved in their major like if it's a major major related club, and it just helps you meet the people you're gonna graduate with. You're gonna spend mm-hmm. four years in in your college. Hopefully you don't drop out because that's bad. Except if you're a great entrepreneur, it might be good. Yeah. But uh, in general, you want to know the people you're gonna graduate with. Um, Four, four years in college they say it's like the four the best four years of your life hopefully actually no, no not hopefully it's like, the end of the verse and i'm like mm. no look look <laughs> it's been great like honestly like objectively speaking it's an upgrade from high school okay but um for some i don't want it to be the best years because i'm having fun in college right but i i, I would hate it to be like oh no this is a climax of yeah. my life now it's all gonna go downhill yeah, we don't want to peak here you know we don't want to peak here we want to peak later we actually yeah. like I don't want to just speak. I just want to keep going up. Yeah, that's actually a good way to like do that. Yeah, just just go up in life. 
and yeah. and when the downs come, we just just see it like one of those um, roller coasters. You're going up again. Uh, like we're giving advice about the whole life. We've only yeah, lived like twenty years. Not even. I'm eighteen, so y'all can. I'm nineteen, by the way. So November sixteenth, my birthday. We're Wish me happy we're birthday. Scorpio. Yeah. Wish us happy birthday when we have a birthday. Yeah. Um, and what the other thing I wanted to say is um, be be thankful, appreciate others, M- make it known when you appreciate somebody. Just let them know, whether it's somebody that that works, uh, staff at UMass or whatever college you attend. Tell them about it. You you can make somebody's day. You never know how you can make somebody's day just by re- uh, like expressing your your gratitude for others and also like taking into account every like little when you get in life every like small yeah. moment that that has certain significance that p- puts a smile on your face like live the moment and just just keep swimming like like dory said yeah in in that movie about the fish <laughs> that movie nemo yeah oh my gosh nemo nemo especially with the taking the little wins i really everyone should work on that because i know it's hard to get in college and you don't have your family to be like, oh, you know, congratulating you in person or your close friends or even your high school. Like, I'm sure a lot of people were pretty, you know, had everything in high school and then suddenly you don't have anything. So just put everything into context. Um, for example, you know, if you're, you know, the president of your high school outdoors club and then you come here and you feel like you can't even get into, you know, you get on the e-board of the outdoors club, and you're like, oh, I, I should have been the president by now. It's like, first of all, your high school was 2,000 kids, UMass 30,000. Like, you got to put things on a much larger scale than they were in high school, not only because of the physical size, but because of the courage it takes to even do it in the first place. So, um, yeah, just be more optimistic about your goals and little things you do, because they all add up. And one last thing, just step outside your comfort zone. Yes. Um, oh we're both out-of-state students, and we left comfort completely. Yeah. We left having our own bathrooms uh, to have, having to share a bathroom with the whole floor. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. you you got to get out of your comfort zone to, to get into the learning zone and, and start, like, grabbing experiences. Take any opportunity you can to public speak. Uh, take yeah. a leap of faith in, in, in projects that you're passionate about and... Mm-hmm. Just give it your all, and and if it doesn't work, it didn't work. But you learned something. Just yeah. go out there and and give your best at everything you do, and just try try to get yourself to be uncomfortable in certain situations. Like, um, go into a big club and or go go play a sport that you've never played before, like an in intramurals. Yeah. Or, like, say hi to a person you've never seen before but lives in, in your floor. Or ask for mm-hmm. a favor to, from somebody in your floor. Like, oh, I need a screwdriver for for, for <laughs> something. Uh, and and then that just gives you, like, a foot in the door into a relationship with, like, yeah. one of your best friends here. So it's, it's great. Because you're not going to remember the things that you don't do. Like, you're only going to remember the things that you do. So... Oh, and, and actually, sense. like... Like, I know it sounds very, like, obvious, but if you think about it deeper, it's like, you know... You, you will remember, like, I will remember giving and asking Marker for that screwdriver and how that friendship developed. I won't remember, you know, not asking for the screwdriver. It, it's, Especially because yeah. you wouldn't have built uh, your furniture. I wouldn't have, yes. So. so it's just little things like that. Just try and just do and just don't, don't, be, don't be lazy. You can be lazy sometimes, but not when it comes to, you know, 
taking risks. And uh, like make make the most out of what you have. You you cannot choose uh, your cards, but you can decide how to deal them in the best way possible. So yeah, especially in this this New England weather that depressed us for six months. Yeah. Well, I'm from I like I live in Florida. It was like uh, I want to go back to Florida because of this We're weather. So close, guys. But, so close. Um, yeah. I, Thank you to everybody that's listening, and yeah. if this advice applies to you, then take it and thank us in the comments <laughs> below. And like and subscribe and do everything that you can do to interact with the channel. Um, we're going to be back probably like in two weeks. We're probably we're taking one week off because of finals and school-related stuff. Yeah. And then we're going to be back stronger than ever. We're going to make a comeback. <laughs> and we're going to start recording from our homes and... Yeah, we're going to keep you posted, and yeah, thank you so much for the warm reception, and enjoy your week. Bye. Adios.